Back in late April, Michigan football had college football's number one recruiting class for the 2024 cycle. Now, obviously, recruiting isn't everything. There's always a joke in college football circles that talks about who's going to be the preseason recruiting champion. And that saying is full of sarcasm and cynicism because a lot of times the fan bases that crown themselves as the preseason recruiting champions, they don't always do well in the regular season. See Miami last season and Texas for as long as I've been an aware college football fan. But I'm only 20 years old, so that's not a long time. But anyway, Michigan football has not had a recruiting class that has resided in the top five, if not higher than that, since 2013 or 2012, when Brady Hoke was the head coach. Jim Harbaugh has landed anywhere from number six to just around that 25th spot in his time here at Michigan recruiting. Jim Harbaugh has proven to be one of the nation's best developmental coaches, and he's put together one of the nation's best staffs when it comes to routinely developing NFL players. But an elite recruiter is something that Jim Harbaugh is not. So in April, when Michigan had the number one recruiting class, when Jaden Davis was a five-star, and when Michigan kept hitting on every single recruit it wanted, that was a big deal. Because Michigan already has the perfect nutrition, the perfect strength and conditioning, and I'd say the near-perfect staff. I won't go as far to say they have the perfect staff. After all, it's been Georgia who's won the past two national titles, not Michigan. But Michigan, arguably, over the past two seasons has been college football's second-best program. Now, 2020 and going beyond the past two seasons is important, and they have not been college football's second-best program over any amount of time that's longer than two years, but you get the point. Michigan football right now is peaking. They're on fire. They just had the most wins achieved in a season in school history, I do believe, at least in the modern era of college football. They went 13-1. and They beat Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State in the same season for the first time since... I believe the late 1990s, if not the early 2000s, which is an incredibly big deal. And everything seemed to be going Michigan's way. And from an on-the-field standpoint, you know my thoughts on Michigan. I think they're going to be the number one team in the country. They're going to win it all. They're going to blow out most of their opponents that they face on the field, much like the two other teams who I think are elite in Georgia and Ohio State. Michigan football, again, had the number one recruiting class. Big deal. And then Georgia gained some commits, and they jumped Michigan. Ohio State did the same thing. When they got Justin Scott, that was really the tipping point where Michigan no longer was, although very brief, they no longer were the 2024 recruiting champion of the conference. That wasn't such a big deal. But now... Michigan has slipped to the number six recruiting class. They have 27 commits, which means that most of their spots are full. They are going to be incapable of accepting many more commits. It sounds like Jacob Smith and his brother Gerard Smith, an edge player and a defensive lineman who are moving to Kentucky and are rated as 90 overall players or higher, according to 24-7 Sports and are four stars, it sounds like they're going to 
flip to Kentucky and commit there as they've been recruited by Vince Moreau, who's one of Kentucky's better assistant coaches and recruiters. And props to Kentucky if that goes through, and it likely will. Michigan also had another player flip to Miami, and recently, according to 24-7 Sports, they're no longer listed as warm for Ryan Wingo. Saquon Patterson is one of the few remaining high-level prospects that Michigan, per my knowledge, is targeting, and it seems like it's a battle between Michigan and Florida State. Florida State having the much better NIL program, um, getting commits from you know, K.J. Bolden, safety from Georgia, Landon Thomas, five-star tight end out of Georgia. Florida State has the number five recruiting class with six less commits. I'd say that I would lean toward Zaquan Patterson going to Florida State. Michigan does not even have a top 10 average rank per commit. They have 27 commits and an average rank per recruit of a 90.44. That's worse than every other team who has a top 10 recruiting class, including Georgia at number one, Ohio State at number two, Florida third, Alabama, Florida State at fourth and fifth, Penn State at seventh, LSU at eighth, Notre Dame at 9th, Texas A&M at 10th. It's even a worse average than Tennessee, Oregon, Clemson, Auburn, Oklahoma, USC, Texas, and South Carolina. Michigan's outside of the top 15 in average rank per commit. So the average quality of a player is not even inside of the top 15. Now, Quantity is important, but quality is also important. And if there's one thing that Michigan has struggled more in, in my opinion, at least under my recent memory and what I've seen in the Orange Bowl and what I've seen in the Fiesta Bowl, is more quality, high-level, elite players who could probably go to the NFL with only a year of experience in college just from how talented they are coming out of high school. You know, those kind of five-star commits. Michigan does not get many of those. They have 17 four-stars. They have 10 three-stars. They've recruited well on the offensive line, getting big, tall, large, fast, athletic offensive linemen, and they have done well recruiting in-state, and Jaden Davis is still a great quarterback. However, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, we already know, is up there in recruiting, but the usual three look like they're going to finish in the top three. Florida, who just went 6-7 and and had their own NIL debacle, is wildly outperforming Michigan. And as a Michigan fan, as I said in my Ohio State video yesterday, when talking about Ohio State, I'm going to be objective, and I'm going to be fair about all teams in the Big Ten, but there's a realistic possibility that after this class started out very hot, and this disappoints me as a Wolverine, that Penn State and Ohio State might finish with better recruiting classes than Michigan will. Ohio State certainly will. They only have 21 commits and yet are the second best recruiting class in the country with four five-stars, 14 four-stars, and only two three-stars. And since Michigan and no one else in the Big Ten have a realistic chance of landing that number one recruiting class, Michigan did for a brief time period, but all hopes of that are now gone, I will be actively rooting for Ohio State as a member of the Big Ten to achieve that number one recruiting class, because the SEC has ruled that title for years, and I think that with Michigan and Ohio State being the two best teams in college football this season, I'd prefer one of those schools to also end up being the recruiting champion. 
And at this point, Ohio State is the only Big Ten team who within reason, without some cataclysmic event happening, can do that. And I'm frustrated with Michigan. Now again, again, Michigan, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, from how they develop and nurture their players, is elite, and their recruiting is great. So all in all, they're still going to average out at a near-elite program in the long term. And if they get even better developmentally, which is possible if they somehow become the nation's best coaching staff, and if they recruit a little better, they could average out at you know one of college football's top three programs or top four or top five yearly. But for now, it looks like Michigan will, on an average basis, be at that near elite level, which is still great. However, recruiting is the lifeblood of college football. If you have great nutrition and a great plan, but you're stuck with bad blood, you're totally limited. Totally limited. And especially in the NIL era, I think, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I do have a gut feeling and an instinct, and I think I have evidence to back this up, that it's easier, potentially easier to upgrade your coaching staff than it is to recruit. Because now you don't, you see before, it was about pitching, it was about relationships, and it still is about that. However, you now just don't have to pay your staff or pay to upgrade your staff. You have to pay to upgrade your roster through NIL deals. And that's expensive. That's why Texas A&M and schools with big donor bases who are involved, that's why they get a, a massive advantage from the new NIL era. And I think that like Pittsburgh under Pat Narduzzi is a prime example of this. Pittsburgh does not have a lot of resources to invest in football. Pat Narduzzi is a great coach, um, great defensive mind. What he's done at Pittsburgh, especially the past two seasons, is nothing short of incredible. However, he does not have the resources or the pipelines or the relationships to recruit at that high level. So his coaching is only going to take his roster so far, Pittsburgh will likely never win a college football playoff game, and that would be safe to say. Meanwhile, Texas, USC, Oklahoma, some of these other schools, we've seen this as well, like Larry Coker, for example. He inherits a very talented Miami team. His staff is great, namely um, Randy Shannon. Um, that's mainly the key member of his staff that was good, Rob Chudzinski, pretty questionable. But he inherited a great roster, and he took it down, down under the water within a few years because he was not a good head coach. Yet he still won at a high level for several, several years. And unfortunately, Randy Shannon couldn't build back Miami despite you know having a better reputation in academics and trying to fix that aspect along with discipline and, in my opinion, building a better team culture, but it unfortunately wasn't enough. But to get back to Michigan, Michigan does have the opportunity to recruit at this high level. They have the big brand name. They have a big donor base, and they're winning. So everything that NIL is bringing the sport, in my opinion, should help Michigan, not hinder it. This isn't Pittsburgh, and Michigan doesn't have Tom Herman as its head coach or Larry Coker as its head coach. Tom Herman, we all know that he bombed out at Texas. 
they still went 10-4 and four and beat Kirby Smart in their bowl game because of the sheer talent. When you have talent, this, sound, this might sound controversial, and even I don't like saying this necessarily, but I think there is a good argument and an unfortunate argument that talent might be more important than coaching. If you have great coaching, you need, you absolutely need at minimum good to great talent with great coaching to get somewhere. If you just have raw elite talent and mediocre coaching, some years you might have a roster that's so good that you will hit, you'll hit the bullseye. Now that will still be very rare, and it would be much more preferable to have that great and elite coaching. But look at 2001 Miami, for example. Butch Davis built that program up, and Larry Coker takes over. A few years later, we understand that he was not a great head coach. And there was so much talent, so much, that they completely took over. And they won every game. They dominated every game. In 2019, LSU's the same way. The exact same way. So in the era of recruiting, but especially in the era of name, image, likeness, basically going through third parties to pay for players... I think this is going to become more, it's going to become even more important, recruiting is. Michigan does not need to hinder itself. Already, as a Michigan fan, I've watched my program hinder itself on the field. Jim Harbaugh used to be a genius at doing that. Thankfully, he's gotten out of that phase with the exception of the postseason. But he's learning, and in 2017, 2018, 19, and 2020, it was far worse. It was obvious. Running those horrific offenses, experimenting instead of just doing things in the most efficient way and being adaptable. And now I'm glad that Michigan is winning. But on the recruiting trail, Michigan needs to fix NIL. They need to fix the way that they need, they need to fix the way that they play football in the recruiting realm. And Ward Manuel from the beginning has never been an advocate of name, image, and likeness. Michigan, I would say, is going to struggle to finish inside of the top 10 in this recruiting class. Michigan needs to continue to have success on the field if they want to you know, recruit the quote-unquote right way that I hear a lot of Michigan fans talk about. There isn't a, right, a quote-unquote right way to recruit in my mind. There's nothing illegal about an NIL deal. Nothing. Now, several years ago, or actually shortly while ago, there definitely was something illegal about that. But now, no. You have to use the resources given to you. You just have to. Now, I'm not talking about going out and paying a five-star quarterback $3 million. I think that might be lunacy. I think programs that are engaged in that much risk-taking constantly will end up shooting themselves in the foot. But paying a few hundred thousand or a hundred grand or maybe once in a blue moon going the extra mile and getting a million dollars or more to someone, someone who the staff trusts, who they've built a great relationship with, and many other things and scouted, evaluated, they have a connection to the university— I think that would be something that's great, and that would help the recruiting game. I'm going to link an article down below from GBM Wolverine on Fansided by Jordan 
Brutesh. I think that's how you pronounce this name. If not, I apologize. But I'm going to link that article down below. And it's talking about how recruiting for Michigan's just been rough for the past few months. The Michigan Wolverines, on average, have like five or six commits more than all of the other classes surrounding them, and they're not number one. In fact, they're now in the bottom half of the top ten. Very soon, if the Smith brothers do decide to go to Kentucky, they could drop out of the top ten entirely. And there are not many more commits that Michigan is going to go after, at least for the time being. Darius Clemens was a late get in the 20, I think it was 20, yeah, 2022 recruiting class. Darius Clemens was a late get. And there are many other players who were as well. So Michigan will obviously get some of those, maybe even a five-star or a couple highly ranked four-stars there. But in the long term, getting a handful of five-stars, like three or four, that would be awesome. That'd be absolutely awesome. And getting some more top 100 players competing, truly competing with the likes of Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State on the recruiting plane, that would be great as well. So the first point that is brought up in this article is Michigan needs to continue to have success on the field. They need it. And I think this is something that will continue this year. I think Michigan will win the national championship, go 15-0. and Obviously, that will help give recruiting momentum for 2025, regardless on how name, image, and likeness deals go down at the university or if the policy on that changes. A national championship will always help your cause for high school recruits. Same with 15 wins, and same with Michigan, likely, in my opinion, breaking Georgia's record for the number of players drafted in a single draft. Now, Michigan won't have like five first-rounders go. I don't think so. But this team is very deep. They may not have the highest upside of any team in college football history, but they may be one of the deepest teams in that regard. So a lot of players are going to get drafted, plus a Big Ten title, a national title, and another win over Ohio State. That will be impressive, and especially to recruits past the 2024 cycle, who are going to have much more time to consider which school to go to. The next point is NIL progress. Talks about Ward Manuel, and he's been not just passive about NIL, but he's been anti-NIL in a lot of areas. He's begun to support certain movements, but he's not doing enough. And Harbaugh and Michigan's university president and their board are trying to talk about name, image, and likeness. And there should be progress yielded from those. But meanwhile, while Michigan is still marching through the mud, seemingly on this issue, Texas A&M, Miami, Alabama, Georgia, I know A&M and Miami have had their own issues in, in certain cases with elements of the government with how they've run their NIL collectives, which I'm glad Michigan hasn't done that. However, there are tons of schools who are getting ahead of the curb on this. Penn State, they're going to continue to progress in name, image, and likeness. Ohio State, we know from the get-go, when Ryan Day said he needed $13 million for his roster, we know Ohio State's being ambitious about this. And whether it's under Gene Smith or after he's retired from a long and successful career, whoever the next guy is, is also going to be football-minded. He's going to be passionate, and Ohio State won't slow down. So if Michigan wants to continue a grip 
on the Big Ten that they've only had for two years, if they want it to be longer than that, and if they want to continue to pursue national championships, they have to get better at this. And Michigan has lost out on several high-level five- and four-star recruits because of their poor handling of NIL deals. An example of this is Bennett Warren, who committed to Tennessee. Justin Scott committed to Ohio State. He really liked Ohio State. And I'm not, you know, obviously, at this point, giving money to high school players. You can do that. And credit to Ohio State for, I would say, likely doing that, because I think Michigan is becoming one of the few power football schools who isn't using that method, which is bad. I'm not you know, saying what Ohio State or these other schools are doing is bad. I actually think that's what Michigan needs to do. They have to follow that route. And Michigan's done it before in football. You know, what Ohio State, Ohio State used to care more about defense. They used to have better defenses and they used to have like really great secondaries. And I think Jim Knowles has a good chance of bringing them back there. But Michigan adapted. They changed. Michigan's offense has gotten more dynamic. They've gotten quicker, more athletic, high-twitch players at wide receiver. They've done much better developing on the offensive line. And offensive line play, along with speed and athleticism at wideout and at running back, is a big reason why Ohio State dominated the league for as long as they did. So Michigan's learned from Ohio State and from other teams before. Michigan needs to learn again, and hopefully sooner rather than later, because otherwise the 2024 season, with all that Michigan will likely lose to the draft, 2024 could be Michigan's worst season since 2020, easily. And if you don't want to count the COVID year, could be the worst season since 2019, or dare I say it, 2017. Though I doubt it will be as bad as John O'Corn, as I think that whether it's true freshman Jaden Davis or Alex Orgy, or Jaden Denegal, or Davis Warren. There will be someone who's competent at that position. But I just wanted to do a shorter episode today talking about Michigan recruiting. Thank you for listening to this. Again, what Michigan and their staff is doing is great. I honestly have more of an issue with how Athletic Director Ward Manuel is handling this than I do have an issue with Michigan's football program and their team. Their team is doing the best that they can to put themselves in a position to win. And for Georgia and Ohio State, those are the two schools who are going to battle it out for the number one recruiting class. Ohio State currently has, per usual, a higher quality of player than Georgia does. And you see this in the fact that Ohio State has a much higher blue chip ratio before you account for transfers. But Georgia as has historically been the case, typically signs more commits than Ohio State does. Georgia has 26 commits, Ohio State has 21, and Georgia only has a 0.07 less average rank per commit than Ohio State does. Ohio State has a 93.6, Georgia has a 93.53. But those two are the best in quality and the best in overall recruiting classes for the 2024 cycle. So we'll see how recruiting goes. It's been pretty dead and pretty radio silent for recruiting as the June visits are long but gone. Recruiting will obviously begin to heat up as players take visits in games and as early signing period comes around the corner. Please subscribe and like this video if you haven't already and comment your thoughts on Big Ten and college football recruiting down below. 
Have a great day.